In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio, live on Toginet.com. Co-hosted by Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Back, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the resources that are available in both the public and private sector. And we'll be sharing helpful information from women around the world. We'll cover everything military, from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder, to navigating government programs dealing with family issues, to the struggles of deployment, along with being a working mother, both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio, and here are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Back. Today we're having a uh, today we're having our guest. He is coming as a recovery coordinator programmer um, from Wounded Warrior. His name is Mike Hoffman, and he will be starting with us soon. Uh, he is basically helps wounded warriors and um, their families with assistance in problems that they are trying to help um, regards to uh, possibly being injured uh, to start recovery plans and to help them help to assist with the rehabilitation from their injuries. Um, my husband happens to be um, also a wounded um, military and uh, he also has a recovery pro, uh, care programmer and he is wonderful. He helps us um, figure out the things that my husband needs from, it could be from medical, uh, counseling, any kind of type of... Sandra, are you here? Yeah, I, I, I lost you guys for a minute. Can you hear me? I did. Oh, great. So, yes, we do have Mike Hoffman today uh, coming to us from the recovery uh, coordinate. I think we have him on the line. Hello. Hello. Hello, you there? Can you hear me? Hi. I can hear you now. Absolutely. How are you doing? Hi, I'm Tina Gonzalez. I'm Sandra's co-host. How are you doing nice today? To meet you. I'm doing well there, Tina. I'm, I thank, thank you so much for having me, you and Sandra, and giving me the opportunity to talk a little bit about the care coordination uh, program, recovery coordination program, uh, and and how it relates to a recovery care coordinator in the Marine Corps. Thank you so much. Oh, no. Thank you. So um, tell me a little bit about your experience in the Marine Corps and how you became um, the recovery care coordinator. Okay. Um, well, my time in the Marine Corps, I'm a retired Marine First Sergeant. I spent a little over 27 years in the military. I started out in uh, the supply field. And then I was going to get out and go work with my dad in the union. Then I met the love of my life, who was also a former Marine. 
and decide to stay in the Marine Corps. And I made a, once I made the decision to stay, I made a uh, transition or a lateral move, what they call in the military, to a different MOS, the Military Occupational Specialty, uh, to become a uh, avionics uh, technician on CH-53 Echo Super Stallion helicopters. And I did that for close to 20 years, and then the Marine Corps uh, decided to promote me to first sergeant. And when they promoted me for first sergeant, they sent me to a uh, inspector instructor staff uh, for third Anglico, uh, where I was required to uh, jump out perfectly good aircraft after uh, fixing and flying them for a few years. So that was a big uh, eye opener. And during my time on um, inspector instructor duty, there I worked the reserve units. I uh, mobilized a detachment of about. 320 Marines and sailors uh, when the war first kicked off. And then from there, I did about four subsequent detachments. During that time frame, I did a lot of the pre-health assessment, post-health assessment, and dealt with a lot of uh, injured service members and also uh, tying them into uh, the VA and DOD benefits, different community programs. And during my time on duty, I did a lot of community outreach as well. So I was uh, able Which to Which is how we met, reason. Mike. It's Sandra Absolutely. here. We had some technical difficulties, um, but I'm back now. And um, we worked together for, gosh, I would say about 10 years. Absolutely. Yeah. 10 We've years. Known each other. Yep, so it's been a while there. We did a lot of uh, time between the uh, Toys for Tots program, which was really community-based. And then I was getting out of the Marine Corps. I just made the decision to get out of the Marine Corps. I decided to, to go back to college and get a degree and didn't really know what I was going to do. And one of my uh, previous commanders uh, who I'd kept contact with her, with me told me about this recovery um, uh, care coordinator position that was coming available. So I, I figured I'd check it out. I, I filled out my resume, and I got interviewed, and I got hired. And I've been doing this since uh, November 2008. And uh, being a um, service-connected disabled veteran myself and being a retired Marine, uh, it was a perfect fit. And uh, it's a great job to be able to work with the recovering service members and their families and helping them uh, through the uh, medical process to hopefully uh, return back to full duty, continue with the Marine Corps uh, career or to assist them when they're um, determined that they need to be medically separated or retired from the Marine Corps and, um, and all the things that go along with that. So it's a great job. Now, Mike, let me ask you, you were in the Marines um, since 1980 to uh, how many years? Uh, 27 years. December, 27 years. Uh, During that time, mm -hmm. you know, I'm assuming at some point you were injured, especially when you're jumping out of perfectly good aircraft. Um, do you think that that experience helped you as part of the recovery care coordination program, you know, to, to give you the inside scoop? I, I think that uh, is, is uh, definitely a force multiplier. And when they created uh, uh, the recovery care coordinator positions, what I'm doing now, they really, really looked at uh, service members and their families, uh, service members and hiring former Marines. And um, whether that may be in a spouse or somebody that understood the Marine Corps organization, its culture and uh, policies and procedures and how the organization is set up. So when you're assisting a service member and you can build that bridge of trust 
response, you know, one Marine to another Marine. And if they're having a problem or a challenge, you can understand where they need to go and who, which one of the multidisciplinary teams that are involved in this continuum of care, whether it be administrative, medical, or uh, employment uh, resources that are located on base to plug them into. So, yes, that is a definitely force multiplier, Sandra. Great, great. Um, so why don't you, um, we've got a couple minutes before we have to break for commercial, but why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, kind of an overview of the, you know, the recovery coordination program. Well, the Re Re recovery care coordination program um, uh, is it's uh, a program designed and came into conception for the recovery care coordinators uh, basically back in January of 2008 is where the Department of Defense got uh, wounded, ill, and injured service members and their families together from all different branches of services. And they, they asked them, what can we do? What can we do to help you through this horrific process, being wounded, ill, and injured? What can we do there? And, it, and what they uh, unanimously came up to, they'd like to have one central point of contact uh, for them to be able to go to, because a lot of these service members get injured in Iraq, and from there they go to um, Al-Assad, maybe to Longstool, Germany, then to maybe Bethesda, or a different polytrauma center where they have to be, and so they get at a continual level of care, they come back to the closest military tre treatment facility where they were actually first deployed from. So there's a lot of point points of contact, a medical documentation that needs to be gathered, and then a lot of people start saying, you rate this, you rate this or that, and there's, you're needing this, this, that one central point of contact was key. And from that um, coordination program, um, created the FRCs and the RCCs, which I'm sure we'll get into later on in the interview. Okay, now we have, um, you know, we do have a, a couple more minutes. Can you tell me, you know, when you talk about these wounded warriors coming back from Iraq or Afghanistan, um, you know, it doesn't just affect them. You know, there's a whole family situation that they come back to. How does the recovery coordination program affect the family? Well, they're essential because um, for a majority of these service members who was usually the uh, primary uh, head of the household, uh, so to speak, is no longer able to do that. Now the spouse, mom and dad, become the primary caregiver. And they, they've never been in the military, and they don't understand uh, the policies, procedures, the benefits, uh, what needs to be done. Uh, so the program focuses on there. You know, it used to be the age-old allergy within the Marine Corps was that if the Marine Corps wanted you to have a wife, you would issue them. It, they'd issued you one. Well, that's not the case anymore. You know what? Um, they they need to know uh, the spouse is really integral. They've done key volunteer programs. They have family readiness officers. So the family is very, very inter integral to where you're going to be. So, okay. Uh, Mike, I'm going to need to cut you off here. We've got about 30 seconds to our break, but I would like to pick up um, after our commercial break to talk more about the family's involvement um, with the Recovery Care Program. Uh, for those okay. of you who just joined us, we're here with Michael Hoffman, um, who's the Recovery Care Coordinator for the Recovery Coordination Program for Wounded Warriors. And our number to call in if you have any questions is 
877-864-4869. Again, that number is 877-864-4869. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning. That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. Girlfriended is on Toginet. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. With your hosts, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer, and my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies is that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out girlfriended.com. And then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have mm-hmm. somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. What's your story? Are you living it? Well, you could be. It's What's Your Story with Hillary Bilbrey. Friday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Her passion is helping others discover, create, and live their personal brands. Yep, you heard me. You have a brand. No different than Coke, Pepsi, or Nike. You are a walking, talking, living, breathing brand. You're not a logo. You're not a tagline. The choices you make become the path you take. This is your brand. Now, live your story. Your brand is not just what you say it is. It's also what others say it is. So what are you communicating? And how can you create an authentic brand? We'll take on these challenges with What's Your Story? Every week, Hillary will feature teens, moms, and organizations that are learning and living their story. Now, her passion is to help others discover, create, and live their personal brands. To find out more, go to inspiredbyfamily.com. It's What's Your Story with Hillary Bilbrey. Friday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. There ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front. With help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Hello, Military Moms. This is Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez coming to you from Military Mom Talk Radio. We have a different number for you to call in on today. The number is 903-881-5716, 903-881-5716. We have an excellent guest with us today. We have Mike Hoffman who is a recovery care coordinator for the Recovery Coordination Program. And before we left for our break, we were talking about the effects uh, that family have on the recovery care process. Um, Mike, you said that if the Marines wanted us to have a wife, uh, we would be issued one. 
What happens? That used to be the old adage. That's the old adage. Now, what happens with one of these Marines who comes home and who doesn't have a wife? Who picks up the recovery care process from the family end? Well, that could be a mom, dad, brother, or sister, or could even be a fiance. That uh, we we that because uh, uh, in today's society, uh, family roles have, have diversified. So what we do is we work with them all. And uh, a lot of moms and dads. But the greatest resource that the Marine Corps has always understand at any military service is that they give their sons and daughters to the military services uh, to protect rights and freedoms that we enjoy today as Americans. And uh, for that uh, fact that we promise, uh, cannot promise them they can't, they won't uh, get hurt, but we will promise them that they are trained, equipped and informed the environment that they go go to to limit it, to limit the chances they could be hurt. But if they are, they're guaranteed uh, the best possible uh, medical care money can buy. And uh, this is part of the uh, Department of Defense and the American people's uh, things they put out to ensure this is happening for those uh, service members that uh, get injured and uh, courses of duties in service to our country. So really, your position requires you not only to navigate the government programs that provide the care for this wounded warrior, but also you're really the information provider and the guidance person for the families, whether it be the brother, the sister, the mothers, um, or a family member, a parent that is, um, you know, that is overseeing from their end the recovery care on the family side. Uh, I'd say that's correct because we're basically HR. But what I promise all the service members that I uh, represent and interact with is that I am never going to tell you something that I can't show you in black and white. A lot of service members and family members hear a lot of information, say, about this or that, and every service member is different, and every injury is different, and, and every criteria is different and prerequisites for these programs. So if they have a question or concern, if I don't know, I know the point of contact or I can show them the reference to that. And, and I put them in contact with that, what we call a recovery teams or a multidisciplinary team member that is specifically the duty expert. I'm supposed to be like the jack of all, master of none, uh, to be able to make sure I give them the correct and accurate information or the correct point of contact. I also ensure that that contact is made and that challenge or goal or need is filled or overcome. Now, Tina, are you assigned a recovery care um, coordinator for your family? Yes, my husband has one. I believe her name, I, Mary, I believe is her first name. Mary Willis, yes. Yep, Mary Willis. She's awesome, wonderful. Anytime I have any kind of question, I give her a call and she's able to point me in the right direction. So are you involved in, in your husband's recovery plan, or is it something that you're, you know, from a, from a wife's standpoint, how does it work? Um, yeah, I basically, there's a lot of um, counseling and medical appointments that my husband, um, that he's involved in. Um, but anytime uh, that it's, typically we go to counseling ourselves so that we can better communicate. Um, my husband has PTSD. So it's a very emotional and um, has, he has very high anxiety. 
So from even, for instance, helping him out, um, we went to SeaWorld yesterday and he has a lot of anxiety about being around um, large crowds of people. So I'm there to hold his hand the whole way. And, you know, if we need to take a time out from that crowd, I'm there to tell him it's going to be okay. You know, we don't need to go into this big crowded area. It's kind of, it. in my situation, it's more so that I need to be there to let him know it's okay. I'm there for you. I'm there. Tell me what you need and I will help you get through it. Right. And he's amazing in that he's, he's getting, you know, what he needs to move forward with his career and with his family. I mean, that's, that's a really powerful thing. And, and, you know, to have that support system with you and then also be able to, like you said, you can call Mary when you have any questions. You know, it really, it really kind of is a team effort to, to keep our soldiers, you know, marching forward. Exactly. They're not doing it on their own. And, Absolutely. And, uh, Go ahead, and, Mike. And, and there are there are other needs such as uh, maybe uh, daycare, daycare challenges and needs due to now they have to uh, transition, uh, take their husband uh, or our sons or daughters' medical appointments. Okay, those things need to be orchestrated. There's benefits and things that are in place if they're over a certain parameters to pay for them, and also. Um, discounted child care or, or sometimes free child care services. And sometimes uh, a, a majority of the service members, uh, spouses are stay-at-home moms. Now the role has been changed. So now they're looking to go out into the community and actually look for employment. And they may not necessarily have the skill set available to, uh, to find gainful employment that would let them earn a little bit more money than they would and then what they pay out for daycare. So there's um, employment centers on base. There's uh, federal and state agencies that will help them, federal grants, state grants uh, for educational uh, benefits to get them educated to a level because they're now the primary breadwinner in the household by, uh, due to the injuries of their husband. Well, the dynamics in the family would change if you have someone Absolutely. who is the traditional you know, kind of provider, the man was the provider, now he's going through a recovery program where now all of a sudden maybe a stay-at-home mom or a mom, you know, without a skill set has to acquire a skill set. Right. The whole family dynamic would change. How does the recovery care program ha- help the family navigate a situation like that? Uh, it's like anything else. Uh, what we do is we'll, uh, when we meet with a service member, we do uh, what we call comprehensive needs assessment which is a pretty well detailed thing that we'll go over like um, administrative challenges, assisted devices, the technology will identify awards, benefits, compensation. Did they get paid? Are they getting their full entitlement, education, and training? What were they, he or she, he, the service member or the spouse may need? Uh, employment, family support, finances, gender specific very detailed, goes legal all the way down to a few other things there. And from there, we identify needs or goals. And then each one of them, we map them out in what we call a comprehensive uh, recovery plan or transition plan. And in that plan, we identify what that, which multidisciplinary team member will, will be assisting that service member to overcome that need or challenge. It may be informational, maybe something I provide in order and directive. And then I, uh, I uh, oversee the service member to make sure that uh, that needs, goal, or challenge was met or accomplished. 
Now, how long is an assessment? You said you have an assessment period, and then you have a, a like a transition plan period. How long yeah, does this kind of stuff take? Well, um, let's see here. Uh, in the recovery, we look at uh, we try to keep our service members in three areas: recovery, rehabilitation, and reintegration. And recovery is really fully medical, medically driven. Okay, this is when they're getting their medical treatment and care and identifying, trying to return to full-duty status, okay? So they're fully in depth in their mental health or uh, ortho, ortho appointments or whatever it may be to, 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 to come back to full duty. You know, a lot of them got to run a PFT. Now they got the uh, combat field test, what they call the CFT. So those are milestones. They have to do rifle, rifle range training. Some of their injuries don't allow them to do it. In order to return back to a full duty status, they have to be, the medical provider has to release them, and then they, then they have the challenges that they have to go to get back physically fit uh, and be able to uh, meet those uh, basic Marine Corps uh, requirements. For, uh, so so after their injury, they have, to, they, they have to hit these requirements, the rifle training, the physical fitness, um, those things. But what about during that process? My, my question to you, Mike, is how, you know, who gets them from place to place? If, is there anything in place for the families? You know, if somebody can't take them to the appointment, is there, you know, how Absolutely, do we yeah. get everybody um, where they need to go? Well, and, and, and that's where it comes in there. Uh, you know, once a Marine, always a Marine, the Marine takes care of their own. I can only speak to the, to, to the, to the Marine Corps because that's uh, who, who, the organization that I serve with was plus years, and I am uh, working with now the Marine Corps. Um, individual commands have uh, duty vehicles and have uh, Marines within the command that will take their time to take that service member to help that family overcome that challenge. Uh, and when they have a certain amount of level, they can request a, uh, uh, a uh, transfer over to the Wounded Warrior Battalion West. Yeah, the Marine Corps has a Wounded Warrior Regiment that's based out of Quantico, Virginia, and it has a battalion uh, that's based on the east and west coast. The Marine Corps is based over here at uh, Marine Corps Base Camp Pendleton, in uh, Camp Pendleton, California, and then you, over in Camp Lejeune is where Battalion East. And each of these battalions have certain detachments, like we have a detachment that's at Navy Medical Center, San Diego, Alboa. You have one at the uh, VA uh, Medical uh, Center, Palo Alto. Okay, yeah, Mike, I don't mean to cut you off, but we okay. have a few seconds till our break. I want to pick okay. up where we left off after this commercial notice. Anybody who would like to call in with a question for uh, Mike Hoffman, it's 903-881-5716. Again, that's 903-881-5716. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these.
Join Learning and Laughter with Louise every Wednesday at 9 Eastern, 8 a.m. Central on Toginet to discuss fun, fascinating, and educational topics. Each week, Louise will be talking with a variety of guests, ranging from authors, educators, parents, filmmakers, athletes, and entrepreneurs, just to name a few. You know, when it comes to learning, the sky is the limit. And so will the topics that are covered here on Learning and Laughter with Louise. Louise Sattler is a school psychologist who has worked within the fields of special education and bilingual education. She also owns a successful company, Signing Families that creates DVDs and special workshops to teach sign language and instructional products for people of all ages and needs. With new DVDs coming out soon, check her website for more information at signingfamilies.com. From time to time, Louise will be joined by her daughter, Natasha Sattler, who will give a college-age perspective to the show. So pour that morning cup of coffee and join us here on Toginet every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central. You never know who will show up for Learning and Laughter with Louise on toginet.com. Let's chat it up with Bloom Talk with Barb Scala on Toginet. Thursday afternoons at 3 Eastern, 2 Central. And find out how women are growing, blossoming, and blooming in their friendships and careers, health, and so much more. It's Bloom Talk with Barb Scala. Check out our website, bloomwithbarb.com. Whether you want to transplant your life or just do a little pruning, Bloom Talk will inspire you to cultivate the lifestyle you want to live. Join lifestyle coach and co-author of Sanity Savers, Barb Scala, each week on Bloom Talk and sprout your dreams. Grow your life. I hear a lot from women. I want meaning in my life. I want a fulfilling life. I want to do something that's exciting. and I can control my life instead of my life controlling me. I can tell the world this is who I am and, and this is what I'm all about. Barb will introduce you to dynamic guests and real women who are redesigning, rebuilding, building and reinventing their own lives and bloomstorm how you can dream create and grow the lifestyle you want to live it's bloom talk with barb scala thursday afternoons at three eastern two central on toginet.com put a boot in your ass it's the american way help us sam put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking her fist welcome back to military mom talk radio on toginet.com Covering topics to help on the home front. With help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Courtesy Hi, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Tina Gonzalez. And we have the great privilege of having Michael Hoffman uh, from the recovery care uh, coordinator position in the United States Marine Corps that helps the assisted, wounded, ill, and injured service members and their families who get hurt on active duty and service to their country. Uh, welcome back, Mike. Oh, thank you. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about, we left when we were talking about some of the different, um, you know, things that are available. I wanted to talk a little bit about the four cornerstones of care. Okay. And, um, you know, let's, we've kind of talked a little bit about recovery care coordinators and what they do, but can you talk a little bit about the recovery plans? You had touched on that earlier. Kind of what are they and how are they made? Well, uh, uh, comprehensive recovery plans or comprehensive transfer transition plans are created and developed in collaboration with the service member and their families in the RCC. That provides the recovering service member and family with key points of contact involved in their continuum of care and outline a basic uh, roadmap to return to full duty or transition to the private sector. So, for a uh, case and example, say a service member is been determined to be medically retired. We'll just utilize that as, 
as as a scenario. Well, just a couple of things that need to be tied into there. Um, he went to a med board, so and depending on which type of medical board that he he or she uh, was was did, which whether it was maybe a disability evaluation system uh, pilot program PEB, which does the uh, DOD uh, rating and VA rating simultaneously, or what they call a legacy PEB, where they only do the DOD, uh, the uh, Disability Evaluation System Pilot Program PEBs has been in effect here at Camp Pendleton since February of 2009. So I have some service members that uh, fall into the other program. There are service members around the country that do the legacy well because the full implementation of the Disability Evaluation System uh, um, program program has not been fully implemented uh, nationwide yet, so we still have those categories. So from that, now you need to prepare a transition plan, and that transition plan is that some of these service members uh, with their medically separated rate um, rate uh, separations pay for being medically separated, and that medical separation pay they get is basically tax-free, but they have to file certain forms to make sure they get those taxes they paid on it. Is that comparable to what their pay is? I know, like, when people, well, you know, move around. Well, basically, how that works is, just for separate, uh, separations pay, is they take the uh, service member's current base pay, they times it by two, and then by the number of years they served. But you may have a Marine that got injured in, uh, we'll say, boot camp, okay, and he or she... Uh, only been in the Marine Corps about a year. So what they will do is that they put a minimum multiple of three. So they will take his base pay times it by two and then times it by three years, even though he's only served one. And then he, what he or she will rate is the uh, medical, uh, transition to medical uh, program benefits, which means once he, um, EAS is from, uh, from active service to the private sector, he rates six more months of uh, medical care for him and his family. And that allows him leave time to find a job and get other medical insurance. If you're medically retired, you get full medical and uh, for the service member and the family uh, for, 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 for life. And it all depends on the category that you're evaluated. If you're placed on the temporary disability retirement list or the permanent disability retirement list, I've only uh, had seen two service members come back on the permanent disability retirement list. Most are uh, separated, uh, met, uh, retired either on the trans, uh, temporary disability retirement list, which means that somewhere between the time they actually were medically retired and five years, they'll make the determination whether he or she's uh, medical challenges or uh, are um, permanent and they'll retire them at that uh, rating, or they could actually lessen it or return them back to full duty, give them the option to move forward there. And say a service member is retired by the DOD at 30%. They rate 50% of their base pay what they had when they got injured. Okay, however, say now the DOD makes the determination that he's on the permanent disability evaluation list. Since he's at 30%, instead of getting 50%, he or she is now going to get 
30% of the space pay because it's permanent. Because the pay that they get on uh, temporary disability uh, retirement list is uh, disability pay. And when they're placed on the permanent disability retirement list, it is the permanent disability retirement list is actually pension, which cannot be taken back. Okay, that's when you're medically retired. And if you're medically retired, if your injuries were deemed to be combat-related, combat then you could apply for combat receipt special compensation that you go forward there. And depending on the time and service that you have, um, if you had over 20 years of service, which I have a sub service members, they rate what they call compensation disposition recovering pay. I believe that's the correct uh called CDRP, and I think that was the correct way I said it was there. If if you're rated at 50% from the VA or higher, you get both your retirement, full retirement check, plus your VA rating. And now, how would, where would yeah. the service member go? Would this be something the recovery care coordinator uh, would lead them through all this stuff? Yeah, all these points of contact and everything are outlined in their uh, comprehensive recovery plan or comprehensive trans transition plan with the names phone number and email addresses uh, and the address of where these people are located for them to make sure this is where you got to go. There's timelines put on there. This is when you need to apply for this. And that it becomes a roadmap to, uh, to facilitate their success, make sure their TMO got uh, executed. Some service members and families uh, get out of the Marine Corps and they, have, and they stay here, but seven months later they decide to move. Well, if they're retired, they rate a move. They've got to execute it within 12 months uh, of them retiring or for the 12 months request an additional six months and utilize it later. If they don't use that benefit, then they, they don't utilize it, but they can uh, there. And we brief them, show them in black and white, and, and put all those little time capsules in their CRPs to go off and say, hey, and then... The Marine Corps does something a little different than uh, any other service does is what we have. We have district entered support cells. So the CRP is not only for them, but it's for all any outside agency or resources because the Marine Corps has what they call Marine Corps Wounded Ill and Injured Tracking System that we make all of our uh, non-medical case notes in there about the service member. We also uh, incorporate the comprehensive uh, recovery plan or transition plan in there so one of the multidisciplinary team members, they, they so some of our service members have some uh, short-term and long-term memory challenges due to traumatic brain injury or post-traumatic stress syndrome, PTSD. And so they forget sometimes, but they remember the 1-800 numbers uh, for the, uh, when they go Google and look for help or they are their uh, VAOIF, OAF case manager gives us a call and then they can look inside McWhips and they could see the CRP and say, okay, yes, this is a VA he or she was enrolled in. This is their case manager. This is the challenges. This is who worked on uh, the service members, who was his medical case manager, who was his primary care manager, who was his recovery care coordinator. You know, was he or she receiving Social Security disability? Everything you could possibly imagine is included into the thing there. The service members provided a copy, the RCT, uh, maintains a file copy, and it's also electronically inputted into the Marine Corps Wounded Oil and Injured Tracking System. So at any given time, a team member just plugs service member's name into the system, uh, last for the Social Security number, they bring it up, they verify a match, and they can see the whole history. 
history of what I've done with Sister Service Member and the challenges and how they've overcome the challenges. Now, you mentioned you were talking about, you know, go on to Google and look at something. You had um, said that there's a, the fourth cornerstone, you know, of care, which is the recovery coordinators, the recovery plans, the recovery teams, the people that put all this stuff together and execute it. Um, there is a website uh, that I want to share with our listeners today that's um, the National Resource Directory.gov, yes. and it's just like yeah, a spell, National Resource Directory, all one word.gov. Can you tell us what uh, type of things are found on that and why we, would, um, why we would direct our listeners to there? And if you can do it in under two minutes, that would be great. Yeah, I think I'm going to give it my best shot. <laughs> uh, it, it is an online partnership for wounded, ill, and injured service members, veterans, that means those people that are no longer on active duty, their families, and those who support them, such as myself. The National Resource Directory provides access to services and resources at the national, state, local levels and support uh, recovery, that, that support recovery, rehabilitation, and community reintegration. Okay. In my opinion, this is truly a one-stop uh, one shop to assist wounded and injured service members, veterans, their families, and those who support them to locate services and resources at the national, state, and local levels that support and assist with their recovery, rehabilitation, and community reintegration where they're at. So I'm here. Okay, you can go to Google and you can look at all these things, and you've got to go through how many hits when you're looking at there. You can go by zip codes put it in there, and map it out. You can find out what's around you. So if you've got a question or concern, I highly, highly, highly encourage uh, our listeners to go ahead and, uh, and utilize that resource. Another great re resource is uh, Military OneSource. What a phenomenal resource there. Um, it's, an, it's a resource available to active duty service members and their families. Um, once you get out of the Marine Corps, like I did, it's only good for six months. Uh, it stops the uh, resource there, but if you're medically separated or retired from the Marine Corps, it's a lifetime. And you talk about a great resource. I use that in our, our transition planning. Example, okay, Mike, I'm going to need to cut you off. We're going to go okay. for a commercial break, but we'd like to pick up where you left off. We're okay. here with Mike Hoffman of the Recovery uh, Care Program. He's a recovery coordination program. Uh, we are going to go for a break. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system, keeping the home fires burning? That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. Combine Snide and Remark and you've got Snark. Combine Lisa Mena and Valia Alvarez on Monday nights and you've got Deep Dish Snark. Monday nights at 9, 8 Central, part of the Her Insight Network. When you've had enough at work or at home and you're ready to laugh, join Lisa and Value for their no BS look at the world and the people in it. They'll be serving up a no-holds-barred take on pop culture, current events, entertainment, and family matters with segments like Accidentally Helpful, TV is Now My Hobby, and Who Sucks This Week? Deep Dish Snark delivers something for every girl who enjoys life with a dash of sarcasm. Lisa Manna is a former TV news anchor turned stay-at-home mom. She's making sure if anyone screws up her kids, it's her. The 
Natalia Alvarez suffers life as a jack-of-all-trades, mistress of none, by juggling a PR career, marriage, motherhood, and more. Don't miss Deep Dish Snark with Lisa Mata and Valya Alvarez. Monday nights at 9, 8 Central, part of the Her Insight Network on Toginet.com. Get ready for the Not-So-Soccer Mom Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not-So-Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey, Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Back. We're 0 Can you call her and tell her to stop calling me? This is Sandra Beck with Military Mom and we're here today with Michael Hoffman, um, Mike is currently working as a recovery care coordinator for the United States Marine Corps. He's attached to the Wounded Warrior Battalion West, based out of the Marine Corps. I'm sorry, the Marine Corps Base Camp Pendleton in Camp Pendleton, California. Uh, welcome back, Mike. Welcome back, Tina. I'm here. I have a quick question for you, Mike. You were going over a couple websites for us to, um, you know, for our listeners to check out. Can you please give the domain names to our listeners again? Uh, um. The National Resource Directory is www.nationalresourcedirectory.gov, and uh, I do not have the uh, Military One Source uh, web address there. But if you Google Military One Source uh, on your computer, you, it, it goes right to a link to it. And Military One Source is is different from the National Directory. How? Uh, it is it is specifically for active duty service members and their families. And the reason why I mentioned it is because of how what a viable resource is, and in my opinion, one of the most underused uh, resources to find deal with families members and service members is that they they don't know about it. Like I was saying earlier, like if I've got a service member relocating and say a spouse is looking, uh, since they're relocating because they want to be closer to family, they're going to go live in, we'll say, Austin, Texas. But now she needs to look for employment, and she's not going to be able to do that until she gets there. So what Military One Source can do is say, hey, look, this is where I'm going to be living, and I am looking for daycare providers in, say, a 35-mile radius from this address. Military One Source will go ahead and do all the geographics, give the names, locations, addresses, and email address, uh, emails, um, not emails, but, um, web, web addresses for the so they, she can research the companies and submit her resumes without having to wait to he or she gets there. 
And another thing that the military one source has for, for the spouses in particular is that you're allowed to have 15 free, uh, excuse me, uh, 12 free counseling sections. Um, you just call in. When you call day or night, there is a no kidding um, master's degree credentialed health professional there to help you that will sit there and talk to you 24-7. Say if you had um, some issues and challenges and need to do some interpretation, you were dealing with somebody that was Spanish and you didn't know how to talk to them, they will actually put a Spanish speaker on the phone, you put them over there, and they'll translate for you. So it's a phenomenal resource, and uh, I just wish more uh, service members and families would do the research and utilize that resource because it's, it's invaluable. And then for those service members that are uh, medically separated or retired, they, can, they, they, they get that for life. I used a retiree for 27 years, six months after I got out. That was it. So, and I used, I used, a lot, used it quite a bit when I was on active duty. So um, what do you do? I mean, I guess this is a question that is my own ignorance, but what do you do if you're stationed, like, in Okinawa? Are you brought back to the United States, or are these, because we talk about the programs here in the States, are any of these well, available for overseas? Well, we said that that's part of Wonder War Battalion uh, West has just stood up a detachment over there, and uh, and the base, it's based on the continuum of care need, uh, service members, medical challenges that are identified over there. Since it is an island, may not have a military treatment facility or that's capable of handling uh, those injuries or uh, mental health challenges that they need. So they will actually send them back, you know to like triple army base in Hawaii. Uh, one of my service members who was stationed in Okinawa, Japan, was sent out here to Wounded Warrior Battalion West and uh, plugged into healthcare needs due to his, uh, uh, his, his medical challenges. And from that, he was sent out to TED. And from that, there was determined that he was actually transferred by service record book to uh, Battalion West to go through his continuum of care needs, which he, I've been working with him about seven months, and he just recently got referred to a physical evaluation board. So they stayed here. Basically, the Marine Corps and any service based on, is based on the individual service member's medical needs and the current uh, area of operations, medical facilities, and their capabilities determined whether or not they can handle them there, or if they need to send a service member to where he or she may be. But that is just strictly a medical officer's call. That is nobody in uniform or I have anything to do with there. Everything is driven by the medical provider. Okay. Um, that is really helpful, I think, for our listeners. Um, Mike, we had talked about for this show going over a lot of information. We only got through half of our information. We still have the 10 steps of care and management and transition, which I'd like to share with our listeners, but I think we're going to be best bringing you back on as a guest again because you are, you know, so rich in information and you explain things so clearly. Um, we have just a few minutes uh, left in our show today. So I'd like to talk to you a little bit about any advice that you can give our listeners regarding recovery care, and then I would love to have you back uh, for kind of a part two of this, uh, this series to talk more about the care management and transition. I guess the best advice I can tell any service member and their families out there or loved ones is that coming to the understanding and that you are not alone, that there are 
countless people and organizations that are available to help help them. All they need to know is they just need to know who you are and what you need to overcome any and all challenges that you are that you are facing or may face in the future. You know, and one thing I learned in the Marine Corps was what I know, who needs to know, as I told them. And those these three practices, nine times out of ten, will get you where you need to be. And is there any advice you can give our family members um, as they navigate the um, recovery care program for their loved one? You know, the best advice I can give to any any family member or loved one is that always remember um, you are always your service member's greatest advocate. The importance of educating oneself is is imperative. Um, you know, if you don't think it's right, then it isn't right. Okay? Until somebody can show you in black and white, then then it's then it's gospel. If it's not and people are just talking, ask 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 for the uh form. That's with the National Resource Directory, that's for your recovery care coordinator, and for those service members that are contractually under have a federal uh federal recovery care coordinator there. But remember, you are the greatest advocate and I and uh Long after our service members leave the military service, it's, it's those loved ones, those spouses, parents, fiancés, brothers and sisters that are going to have to manage and be the primary caregiver for a lot of our service members, the sacrifices. But make no mistake, the American people and the government are behind 100% in programs such as uh, the, the, uh, the coordination program and the recovery care coordinators and the federal recovery coordinators are there. And that's just scratching the service. I even got into each individual services that go out there. There's just so much, but you have to educate. You'll find yourself, you're dealing with people. Isn't that their find that the value something? They don't know. You end up educating them because this programs and benefits and resources are growing leaps and bounds on a daily basis. So probably between the time we start this goes something else is Somebody's had an idea, and it'll become the flourishing. So being proactive and educating oneself, and just remember they are the greatest advocate. Now, Tina, you have had some experience on the, um, you know, on the opposite end. You know, Mike is the recovery care coordinator, and you're the recipient of some of the, um, some of the I hate to say benefits of the recovery care program, because um, we, we hope that our, our – Marines and our soldiers that, you know, they, they don't have to go into any recovery care. But when they do, Tina, what kind of advice can you give our moms out there to, um, you know, to help them through the program as you see it from your own eyes? Um, like Mike said, be proactive. Um, the information that they're willing to give you to help um, your loved one is more than enough. You, they will give you so much stuff you won't even know what to do with it all. I have to say that since my husband has um, came to Wounded Warrior, I have learned so much more about his injuries than I could have ever even researched myself with utilizing the recovery care program. It has been 100% helpful in my marriage, in my family, even getting my children involved in trying to explain, you know, what's going on with their dad um, after he returns. So be proactive. Just it's there. Take advantage of it. 
all it's going to do is help um, your loved one not exactly, you know, doesn't help speed up their recovery, but it helps to show them that you're there for them and that you're willing to stick by their side. When you, um, you, you mentioned a little bit about, you know, like kind of information overload and bewildered, who was the person that you feel helped you navigate that um, kind of all that information coming in? Um, you know, there's so much that... The recovery program um, coordinator helped me a lot kind of figure it out. To I had stuff to ask that I didn't really know if I was finding it on my own correctly, but she filled me in and gave me so many resources. Military One Source is awesome. Very, very valuable information there. Okay. Well, thank you, Tina, for that. It's always wonderful to have your insight. And, Mike, you have been just, the most fantastic guest today. I can't even tell you. We can't wait to have you back on the show, um, you know, to talk about all the other great things that you have to share for us. We appreciate your time. We appreciate your diligence to the material. Uh, We appreciate you bringing your insight and your experience. Uh, It's just been fantastic. Well, thank you so much for having me, and it has been my pleasure to be on your show there, and I, I hope whatever information I have shared with you today it's a benefit to uh, a service member and their family. If it's, if it's just one, then it's been more than worth my time. Thank I'm you I'm here so today much. with my co-host, uh, Tina Gonzalez, and I had the great pleasure of having uh, Michael Hoffman. He's the Recovery Care Coordinator for the United States Marine Corps, attached to the Wounded Warrior Battalion West, based out of the Marine Corps Base Camp Pendleton. Thank you very much, Mike, for being here with us, and Tina, as always, it's been a pleasure. Have a great day, girl. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye.